want a shout out on the Pro Football Scouting Podcast, have a question about a player, team, or maybe college prospect, each week we will pick some questions to answer, and you can send those questions to me personally, Steve the Scout, and my email address is stevethescout81 at gmail.com. Scouting out of the blue corner. He gives you your football meat and potatoes style and is the undisputed king of detailed player analysis. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Steve the Hey guys, this is Steve the Scout. I am the voice of the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. The Pro Football Scouting Podcast is available every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Episodes may come out prior to that, but that is the deadline for when each episode will come out. Uh, As I mentioned, starting last week, today being Wednesday, August 8th, last week on the 1st, I said I'm going to be giving you on Wednesday the best positional players in the NFL and ranking them for you. Last week, I went over the 32 best quarterbacks in the NFL, 32 guys that I have evaluated, watched tape on, and 32 guys that fundamentally that I understand what they're capable of, especially given the system that they are in. Every Friday is going to be a weekly training camp recap. It's going to be a more expansive recap than what People are used to getting because I'm covering every single team as well as giving you additional insight that you're not going to be hearing in the media. So without any further ado, let's let's get to really who are the best receiving groups in the NFL and ranking them from 10 to 1. Coming in at number 10 are the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles, just like their defensive line, where they have a lot of depth at, as I mentioned, their defensive line, they're set up perfect for a NASCAR package. Their wide receiver groups and their wide receivers and their tight ends, they have a lot of depth there. Uh, Look, I don't believe that Alshon Jeffrey is a true number one wide receiver anymore, but you have three guys there that that are true number two wide receivers. You have Nelson Aguilar, um, and also you have have Mike Wallace uh, on on top of all that. And Alshon Jeffrey is going to be your number one guy, but also when you look at tight ends, they have Zach Ertz, one of the most complete tight ends in the NFL, a guy that can block, a guy that can catch, and they also drafted a guy that I believe has a similar skill set to Ertz in Dallas Goddard. You, you, you combine all that together, they have five guys, legitimately five guys that I believe can make an impact this year that they can throw the ball to. Again, don't have a true number one wide receiver, but just like their defensive line, they got a lot of depth there. Coming in, coming in at number nine are the Cleveland Browns. Josh Gordon, we got to see what happens with that. We all know what he's been capable of. It really, we really got to see if, and, and that's going to be the whole X factor for, I believe, how good their offense is. Will Will Josh Gordon come in, and will he be the player that he used to be? If he is, that that is going to help tremendously because you have Jarvis Landry, a guy that that um, when you when you evaluate Landry, he's the smoothest route runner they have in that team. He makes acrobatic grabs, can can adjust his body, t- 
tough, tough in, ter- in terms of running into traffic. Going to be a guy that you can line up on the outside and also a guy that you can line up underneath and is going guy as a guy that's going to get a lot of yards after the catch. When you go back and look at LSU tape, at least for me, I looking at the tape, I a couple of times I was not sure who Odell Beckham was because I saw Jarvis Landry making so many great plays that I was trying to understand, you know, which of these really is is the player that I'm supposed to be watching here back a few years ago when those guys were coming out of LSU. So uh, I really thought Landry coming into the league, I was not surprised how good he did with Miami. Um, and I think, you know, Cleveland, given the fact that they got Todd Haley there, uh, a guy that had great success being the coordinator of Pittsburgh, it's going to help a lot. And they got David Njoku, a guy that was a high school national champion at the high jump and a tight end from Miami who started to make great strides towards the end of last year. Um, Njoku was asked to do a lot of stuff his rookie year, but if you really looked at him down the stretch, he became a lot better. Reports are is that in the offseason and in training camp, his route running has gotten a lot better. He's a guy that has great jumping ability, uh, great release, and someone that can box you out, and a guy that's also going to be able to block for you as well. Putting all those things together, the Cleveland Browns definitely have a good group of receivers, especially if jo- if, if you if you get Josh Gordon to come out uh, and play and play football. So, uh, coming in at number eight are the Cleveland, or I'm sorry, are the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're a division rival. We all know what Antonio Brown can bring to the table. Last year, we saw the we saw the debut and emergence of Juju Smith Schuster, a guy that is a different kind of receiver from Antonio Brown. Primarily a guy that you're going to line up on the outside, but you know he he's going to get he's going to give you a great number two option there for Pittsburgh. Um, what I want to see Pittsburgh, what they really probably need to focus on is they got to get a tight end. I don't believe they have the solution now at tight end. That's really it's really where they are where they're missing right now. Coming in at number seven, and this might surprise some people, but it's the New England Patriots. Why does it surprise people? Because everyone's saying they have no receivers now that they lost Brandon Cooks. Well, I think that this Patriots offense, in terms of the receivers they have, could 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 overall, as a receiving unit, could have one of their best seasons ever under Tom Brady. I don't think it's going to match what they had when Randy Moss was there, but uh, if you look at who I think their number one wide receiver is going to be, it's going to be Cordell Patterson, a guy that I was so sure was going to have a good NFL career. And when he got off to a good start, I was like, yep, I knew this guy. I knew this guy was going to be a home run pick. But um, as time went on, you know, I don't think he was properly utilized as well as he should have been. Certainly wasn't in Oakland and towards the end of his tenure in Minnesota. And a guy that's going to work really well for Josh McDaniel's system. Just a little background and history here. So, um, the system that Josh McDaniels actually runs was a system, an offensive system that was created um, in New York, in the New York Giants. So little history. In 1979, the coach, the coach of the New England Patriots was a guy named Ron Earnhardt, a guy that started out as, as their backfield coach. His assistant coaches was a guy named Ray Perkins, hence the Earnhardt Perkins offensive system. And also... For the Patriots at that time, their linebackers coach was a Hall of Famer by the name of Bill Parcells. So all those guys stayed together. Now, again, Earnhardt was the coach, and then you had Ray Perkins as the assistant coach, and then you had Parcells as another assistant coach. That was in New England from 1979 to 1981. Fast forward to 1981, 
Ray Perkins now is the head coach, and now his assistants um, are Earnhardt and Bill Parcells. And that's really where that offensive system came to be. Perkins went on to coach Alabama. Earnhardt stayed with the Giants. And and on that on that Giants, on that Giants coaching staff, uh, if you look at the Bill Belichick, Bill Parcells tree, look at what was on that what was on that staff. Bill Parcells, Ron Earnhardt, and and again, uh, a guy a guy that really was was the mastermind behind the system that Josh McDaniels run, runs today. Uh, wide receiver coach they had they had Tom Coughlin, and on their defensive side of the ball, Belichick was the defensive coordinator. Romeo Cornell was the defensive line coach, and even had Charlie Weiss as an as an assistant coach. And when Charlie Weiss became coordinator in New England, offensive coordinator, that's really where where that system started to become more well known. And Josh McDaniels still runs that same system today. Uh, he just runs it better than it than any of those guys have. So uh, it's not it's not always about who creates a system. It's about who runs it the best. And uh, I think Cordell Patterson uh, is a guy that fits that system great. You got to remember underneath, you also have Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski, the best tight end of this generation, a future Hall of Famer. And, you know, you got Kenny Britt as well. I understand they lost Brandon Cooks, but they're going to find some ways to get to get some great use out of these receivers. I expect a big year from Cordell Patterson. He's a great fit for that system. Coming in at number six are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. O.J. Howard, another rookie tight end that had had a huge, not a huge, but he really started to to show himself being a true tight end uh, as 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 the season came to an end. So he was someone that uh, I I didn't I I. It was really tough for me to say of the three tight ends last year, Evan Ingram, O.J. Howard, and David Njoku. It was hard for me to say which one was going to be the best overall tight end. I thought Ingram was the best pure receiver, but O.J. Howard, um, can, he bring he brings a lot to the table as well. Combining that with, with Mike Evans, who to me is Calvin Johnson with a little bit less speed, uh, if you want to look at a player comparison for him. And Mike Evans is fast. He can he he can run the full route tree, and his forty time was actually as fast as Odell Beckham Jr. So for a guy that's six five and can pluck the ball out of the air, and that's how he wins a lot of his battles, um, that's pretty impressive. He's one of those guys where when he's covered, he's not covered. And if you look at what they also have as a secondary receiver, they got Deshaun Jackson, although not in his prime anymore, a guy that still has great speed and great feet, and and a a definitely more than serviceable route runner. So, so moving on, moving on to number five, the the team that I think has has the fifth best receiving group coming into the season are the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings, um, if you look at Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, we know those guys can play. Having Kyle Rudolph there, I mean, it's really, you know, if you if you look at what they have there, they don't they don't they don't have they have really two one B number. 1B wide receivers, and they have Rudolph, one of the best tight ends in the game. Uh, Thielen and Diggs, two different kind of receivers. Um, I don't know. You know, it's it's tough for me to say if they're going to have the same success they had last year. Look, I believe Case Keenum is going to do great in Denver, but Pat Shermer made that a very receiver-friendly system. What I do like is that they added John Filippo, the quarterback's coach, uh, of Philadelphia last year, a guy that really helped Carson Wentz play some of his best football last year, and I think he's going to help Kirk Cousins a lot this year as well. 
thus helping the receiving game. So Vikings come Vikings coming in there, and the team that I believe is the is the fifth best. I'm sorry, the, the fourth best uh, are gonna are gonna be the Los Angeles Chargers. Mike Williams, we you know a, a guy that I believe is a home run pick, no doubt about it. When you look at when you look at Keenan Allen, arguably outside of Antonio Brown, I think the best route runner in the NFL. Um, you know, Williams, Williams is a, is a different kind of receiver. He's a bigger, he's a bigger threat. Uh, he has good route running. We haven't seen him really play in the NFL, but in terms of, you know, his head fakes and his jab steps doesn't bring that to the table in the same way that Keenan Allen does. Keenan Allen's got the best jump cut of any receiver in in the NFL. What he does on the top of routes is, is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Phillip Rivers, great quarterback, but if you go back and watch the tape, uh, and watch Keenan Allen on a number of thro- number of throws were thrown behind Keenan Allen last year. His ability to adjust to some of Philip Rivers' poorly thrown balls last year, um, you know, was was definitely impressive to watch. But still, Philip Rivers, I believe, is one of the ten best quarterbacks in the NFL, and a guy that I think does deserve to be in the Hall of Fame despite not having that postseason success. Anyways, getting off on a tangent there, we got to see what they have at tight end. No longer having Antonio Gates, that's really going to be where they lack. But uh, what they do have is they do have two 1A wide receivers. Don't have a lot of depth outside of that. But if you want to look at which team has the best tandem of wide receivers in the NFL, when you want to look at just two guys, I think it's going to be the Los Angeles Chargers. They got two number one wide receivers. I don't know if any other team in the NFL can truly say that they have two 1A wide receivers. The Vikings, they got two probably one B receivers, but the Chargers, uh, special what they have there. And really their whole team, uh, you know, should be, should be, you know, good this year considering what they have on paper. So moving, moving on, moving on past that coming in at number three, uh, are going to, are going to be the New York Giants. Odell Beckham has the best in terms of release on his routes up there with Keenan Allen, one of the best guys in the NFL. I believe that in terms of being able to gain separation, there's no one better in the NFL than Odell Beckham in terms of being able to gain separation quickly. He is the best. At, he is the best at that one thing. Uh, Beckham is the, is the biggest playmaking receiver. Uh, we've all seen what he can do. Sterling Shepard has continued to develop, having a great training camp. And Evan Ingram was, you know, was one of the best tight ends in the NFL last year, just being a rookie. So, given the, given that they're now going to have Saquon Barkley, who's going to be used. Um, who's going to be used in the screen game quite a bit and going to be used as a receiver. The Giants have a lot of firepower up there. Coming in coming in at number two are the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they got Sammy Watkins and they got Tyreek Hill, who just might be the fastest freaking guy in the NFL. I saw him run an unofficial 40 timed at four, 4.21. Uh, the fastest receiver in the NFL, a guy that was drafted in the fifth round didn't really have any route running savvy when you looked at him previously, but last year started to develop that was you was used in the kick and putt return game, um, and a guy that can blow the top off your defense. And if he just continues to work on his route running, can really be a special talent. One of the best rookies last year, and they got Travis Kelsey, uh, the arguably the best tight end in the NFL outside of Rob Gronkowski, a guy that is on a Hall of Fame path right now just looking at how Kelsey has played. So um, the Chiefs the Chiefs got it. The Chiefs got a lot to work with there. But coming in at number one are gonna be are gonna be the Atlanta Falcons. 
Julio Jones, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. He's up there. You know, people will say it's usually him or Antonio Brown, but we all know we all know who Julio Jones is. But uh, go back and watch the Ridley tape, Calvin Ridley's tape at Alabama. Uh, I think Calvin Ridley is is going to be a guy that can immediately come in and be a number two wide receiver. And if you look at Muhammad Sanu, another guy that is that is a viable number two, number three receiver. And what I really like for their offense is Austin Hooper, the tight end, a guy that played his rookie year last year in the entire offseason. He's been in the back pocket of Matt of Matt Ryan. And when you look at Hooper, his looked at look at him play in training camp in spring last year in 2017. Look at him this year. There's a big difference, and the Falcons are talking about it as well. I expect a big year from him. That and really, really, that's why that's why I think the Falcons are the number one receiving group. They have they have a number one wide receiver. They have two they have two good two two A, two B wide receivers and a tight end who I think is going to have one of the biggest years of any tight end in the NFL. And just historically looking at what they've done, uh they they were they were a great pass def- they were a great pass offense before getting Calvin Ridley and I think he's going to make an instant impact and really make defenses have to pick their poison when you're guarding the Falcons receivers and and tight ends. So that is it. Those are my top 10 best receiving groups in the NFL heading into the 2018 season. I thank you guys for joining me today. We have some exciting stuff coming out. SteveTheScout.com. The website is almost finished and uh, excited to give you guys some more insider content and additional things that I'm not giving you here on the show. I am Steve the Scout with the Pro Football Scouting Podcast signing off. I will talk to you guys on Friday.